Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, last week on the program, I was uh, addressing asset-based long-term care plans and kind of how they work, and I gave a breakdown of, you know, the savings-based and the asset-based plans allow us to pay in over time. And just was really trying to give us a different, you know, view of the different programs available out there. And also kind of answering that question, you know, they sound too good to be true in the sense of how can I get long-term care insurance and then get my money back if I don't use it? Well, again, if you missed the podcast last week, you can always jump on and grab it through our website or ask your smart speaker to play, and we keep about a year's worth out there available. Um, But the IRS calls these asset-based plans linked benefits. And what I was explaining is that we link insurance, long-term care insurance, with another benefit. This other benefit is either an annuity or some version of permanent life insurance. And this linked benefit design is what allows us to get that money back if we don't use long-term care or if we use less than a certain amount, whatever the value is in that policy. So I will tell you, I came in this week and we just got a lot of questions through our website. And we, just, I mean, we appreciate them. So always feel free to go to 525longtermcare.com, send us a question. Um, email us, whatever it is, and I will follow up with each and every one of you, and I always do. And so last week I was just getting back to some of the people and responding, and I realized that there is a general lack of understanding on some of the basic various financial products out there and how they work, and, and more importantly, why they're important. In fact, my wife and I were just discussing this last week. You know, we spend all this time in high school. Our daughter's a senior in high school now. My son is off in college. And I said, we are spending all this time in high school at the high school level learning things that 99% of us will never use in our daily lives moving forward. Now, you know, we, we skip over some of the basics that affect us all, but we learn all this other stuff, this ancillary stuff. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that there's a gap out there of some of the stuff that affects us. So take math, for instance, algebra, geometry, calculus. We are taught that in high school. Almost all of us had to go through some version of that. But most of us won't use much of this in our daily lives. Again, the engineers, my son's studying engineering. Absolutely, of course they will. And so I'm not poo-pooing the people that use this. I'm just saying that the vast majority of people, you hear me say it all the time, third grade math plus minus some division. That's what most people are going through. Yet there's some other things that we, we skip over. And, and, and these are the things that are not taught to us on a regular you know, school network in, in most cases. How does interest work? What's the difference between simple or or compound interest? What's an amortization table? What does that mean? How does that work? When you amortize debt, what does that mean? How do you calculate the interest you're paying on a mortgage or on a car loan? When should you refinance? How do you figure out whether it makes sense to refinance or not? What's the best way to structure that car loan? How do you balance a checkbook? And how do you avoid bank fees? These are all things that affect us on a day-in and day-out basis, which a lot of people just don't have a good grasp of. You know, what is the difference between saving and investing? Risk versus guarantee. How does insurance work? How do you figure out the best deductible on your policy? I mean, these are some of the things that we should be learning about because we're going to be involved with these today and, and tomorrow for the future. What does tax deferral mean? How does that help you? What, what's the difference between tax deferral and tax free? So again, all of these all of these are just topics that we need to understand, which a lot of time we're not learning. I, I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm, I remember taking analytic geometry, algebra, calculus, all those things. And I took a lot of finance classes in college. I use that. I use present value. I use all those things. But most of us don't have to use that on a day in, day out basis. But yet they do affect us when it comes to things like financial stability and retirement and some of the decisions that we're going to make that are going to affect us, you know, monetarily, financially. And I will just tell you kind of a side note here. I remember one of our first clients, um, Darlene. I just just love her. She's just a great lady. We still stay in touch every once in a while. And Darlene came in to see us about getting some long-term care insurance. And I was just kind of going through the initial interview with her and gathering some information and saying, 
you know, where do you live? Do you own the house? Are you renting the house? Where are your savings? How much is in retirement versus cash? So we're just going through all those things that we do with all of our clients. And so she said, yeah, I have a mortgage. I, I still have a mortgage on my house. I've been paying on it for, you know, about 10 years now. I refinanced it 10 years ago. I've been paying it. And I was like, huh. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, 10 years ago, the interest rates were a lot higher. So I said, Darlene, what's your interest rate on your house? Oh, well, I, I, I don't want to touch that. I, I don't want to do that because I've been paying on it for 10 years. I said, I understand that. But just tell me, what is the interest rate? Do you know what your interest rate is on the house? She goes, oh, it's about 7%. And I said, okay, well, you know, current rates are about 4%. Yeah, yeah, but I've been paying on it for 10 years. And so right there, I realized, okay, here is a learning moment. This is a teacher moment for me, a learning moment for Darlene. I'm going to set my pencil down. And I said, Darlene, let's forget about long-term care for a second. How much do you owe on your house? And she kept coming back to the fact that I've been paying on it for 10 years. I don't want to lose that. that you know, and I said, no, 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 no. I don't need to understand any of that. I don't care how long you've been paying on it. I know your interest rate is 7%. Roughly how much do you owe? Well, about $200,000. So I say, okay, so two times seven is what? She's like 14. I was like, okay. So you're paying $14,000 a year in interest right now. That's how much interest you're paying. Divide that by 12, and that's how much interest you're going to pay this month. Now, if we go down to 4%, what's two times four? And she's like, eight. I go, okay, that's $8,000. So now divide that by 12. That's how much interest you're going to pay. So I just walking her through this exercise. Well, yeah, but I, I've been paying for 10 years. And I said, Darlene, I want you to just forget about all of that. What we're talking about is interest. Interest is money that you burn. Interest does not pay down principal. You, we, we have principal, interest, taxes, insurance on mortgage payments. But a lot of people just look at it as a payment. They don't understand the basics of what the interest is versus the principal. So once we got over that hump and I explained it to her and I said, look, here's what you're doing. You're walking away from about $500 a month that you are just burning right now in interest. Interest is just money that you burn. So you're burning $500 more than you have to. If we refinance that down to 4%, that will get you $500 more in your pocket. Now, you can pay that house off in 20 years, 10 years, 5 years. It, it doesn't matter what the payment term is. It's the interest is, is what you're burning every month. They calculate the interest the same every month, whether it's a five-year loan or a 20-year loan. So once the light bulb went off, she realized, holy cow, we started with the refinance. We ended up getting her long-term care insurance, and she still was putting some extra money in her bank account every single month. And so that's what I mean by that. some of the stuff that we need to learn to talk about. We need to understand finances. Even as adults, a lot of us don't have a good grasp on that. And last week when I was talking about how these different plans work, I get comments and I got several comments and I get these all the time. So I'm kind of used to them. And a lot of people don't understand or they have a, a, an idea that annuities and life insurance are different things than what they are. They are. Like I hear comments all the time on these asset-based plans. If I talk about something that's got an annuity chassis in it, well, I, annuities are bad. I, I think there's high commissions in those and da, da, da. Well, that's the bumper sticker talk that some financial advisor talks about, Right. Annuity on the baseline is just a, a, a series of payments. By definition, annuity, Social Security is an annuity. It's just the definition of payments. That's when you annuitize a contract. But they also take many forms. Immediate annuities. That's Here's $100,000. I want payments for every month for the rest of my life. That's annuitization. That's an immediate annuity. Most of the annuities out there and the annuities that we work with in the long-term care business are what we call deferred annuities. Think of them as a savings account. We're putting money in with the insurance company to grow that money. We have the option to annuitize it down the road into a series of payments, but the vast majority of people don't. When we're using them in long-term care contracts, that annuity is simply there to grow the cash value of the product. Now, if you use long-term care, you're going to get a multitude of that money back out tax-free, but if you never use it, you're going to get that cash value or your estate's going to get that money back. Annuities can be deferred which is what most of them are. They can be tied to an index, which means you'll get part of the stock market if it goes up, or but you won't lose any money on the way down. They can be multi-year guarantee, which is the most common. So it's a 3% or 5% interest rate like a CD for a certain period of time. But the key to them, what they all have in common, even the variable annuities, a variable annuity is an annuity where you can actually lose some value. Investment vehicle, we don't use those. But a variable annuity, an indexed annuity, a fixed annuity, one thing they all have in common is that the growth inside those products is tax-deferred like a retirement account, meaning you're not paying tax on the interest that you earn this year, where if you have a CD, you're going to pay tax on that interest that you earn. The other thing I hear all the time is, I don't believe in life insurance. I was like, well, I don't believe in Jupiter. Does that mean it doesn't exist? I, I don't understand. I've had multiple people say that. I don't believe in life insurance. I'm like, well, life insurance is real. Life insurance simply is a 
product that provides a benefit upon your death, but that benefit is tax-free. That's the one key thing that people need to understand. So what happens on these asset-based plans, we'll start talking about them. Remember, we're linking long-term care insurance. 525longtermcare.com is about long-term care insurance. We just happen to have this other benefit that is linked in with our long-term care insurance. So if somebody says, well, I don't, I don't believe in annuities, it's like, okay, well, how about life insurance? Well, I don't, I don't believe in life insurance. Okay, so I'll, I'll turn the question around. If you give me $100,000 and you die and you get $125,000 back, do you want to pay tax on that money or not? Well, I don't think I want to pay tax on it. Okay, well, then you want the life insurance version of it. Do you need access to the money along the way? Do you need to take 10% of that money back maybe down the road? Yes. Well, then you'd want the annuity. You'd want the savings-based chassis. So again, understanding that these products that are designed out there are insurance. They're linked to long-term care, but they have a purpose. It's not why we're getting the product. We're not buying it because it's annuity or because it's life insurance. You can go get those on your own. We're getting long-term care insurance that has another linked benefit. So I've got to take a quick break, but stick around. When we come back, I want to spend a little bit of time just going over some of the basic things that I think I want you to understand about savings, investment, and insurance as you're heading into retirement. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back. And uh, you just heard a couple of ads there. We've got a couple of classes. We're rolling into October, believe it or not. So you're going to hear us talking a lot about these classes. They're just a live webinar. Uh, you can get the information on our website at 525longtermcare.com. We have one coming up on Saturday the 15th. That's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff Pacific time, 9 a.m. kickoff Rocky Mountain time. And then we have one coming up on Thursday the 20th. And that's going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff Pacific time, 4 p.m. kickoff uh, mountain time. So look for those on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Again, we're rolling into October, believe it or not. So, you know, when it comes to financial security, there are three things that we really need to understand that are going to play a pivotal part in our lives, depending on what unfolds. And I've heard this described as the three legs of the stool. And those three legs are savings, investing, and insurance. 
Now, the problem is many people don't believe in these three legs, and many financial advisors don't see it that way either. And I've seen many financial advisors on all sides come up with their own theories. Like, I, you know, all your money should be in whole life insurance that pays dividends. That's the infinite banking concept. Well, there's a place for that, but I don't believe all your money should be in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. All your money needs to be in an index fund, in a mutual fund. That's just let it go and let, let the market ride out. Well, I don't believe in that either, but there's a lot of advisors that just believe that. You know, stocks and bonds, just get your money in there and let it go. And then there's the, the point of all your money needs to be FDIC insured in savings. There's a lot of people out there that live like that. They keep their money in FDIC insured accounts only. And the problem with that is they're giving up a chance for any growth down the road. So again, you have your, your savings, your investing, and your insurance. The truth is just having all your money in any one of these buckets is not going to really benefit you the most in the long run for most people. So, and remember, when, when, when we're transitioning into retirement as well, that all of these needs are going to change. And so when we're looking at savings, investment, and insurance, all of those needs are going to change over time. When we're young and we have kids at home and we just started and we have a mortgage and we have debt, we need probably more life insurance than we do when we're 65 or 70 years old and everything is paid for and we're sitting on assets. So then we need to maybe transition into long-term care insurance. How do we protect those assets? So that is something that we just have to be aware of, that there's no perfect answer to this. That recipe is constantly changing as we age and as our income and our assets change. But let's take a minute here and consider a few things. Um, Believe me, when I say most people truly don't understand the difference of this, it, it, when we're talking about savings and investing, what we're really talking about is risk versus guarantees. One of the earliest lessons you will learn when you start investing is that there is no guarantee. Investing by nature is about taking risk to get a return, to get more money back than you would if you're simply just saving that money. Saving is about protecting what you have and eliminating as much risk as you can so that you don't have to worry about the value of that asset, that money going down. Now, savings is the key to being able to be a better investor. I, I will just tell you that. It's absolutely the key. And this isn't me saying this. There's a lot of really smart people out there like Warren Buffett and all these people. And if you read any of these books on investing, you'll understand that a lot of these really successful investors have a lot of cash savings. They save cash. And this is why, because think about it for a minute. It doesn't matter if you're investing in stocks or you're investing in real estate. Savings is what allows you to sell those assets, the stocks or the real estate, when you want to. If you go out and you buy a rental home and you you know put your all the money down and you get some people in there to rent that and their rent is covering your mortgage now and your property, your taxes, your insurance, so you're covered. Well, then those people move out or they get thrown out because they have a meth lab in the basement. I had that happen to a buddy of mine that had a rental property. But anyway, they're tossed out. You don't have any money to make those mortgage payments. Now you're in trouble, right? That's You don't have any savings. So now you're in trouble. You don't have enough money to make that mortgage payment. So that could force you to sell that piece of real estate at an inopportune time. Maybe prices are down. Same thing with stocks. If you're down 30% like we are this year and you all your money is tied up in that basket, you don't have any other savings. You're forced to sell those stocks now to pay because you've retired and you've got to start pulling out your required minimum distributions. And so you can see how complicated it gets. And that's what I'm saying. Savings, having that cash savings will allow you to be a better investor over time. And really savings is really the, you know, kind of the foundation of everything else. I'll say have six months of of, of expenses covered in cash savings before you start investing and buying rental properties and doing that other stuff. And there's a reason for that. But I think the key to understand when we move over into investing is that by definition, investing is using money to purchase or invest in assets that will increase in value. So we're looking to generate some cash flow, generate some profits, but we're taking some risk for that. The 900 pound elephant in the room with investing is obviously is risk. And, and investing comes with risk and people, you know, many people for them, it's just too much. That's why we have people, especially, you know, older people that will just put all of their money in savings accounts or FDIC insured accounts. And I mean, for some people, that's fine. If you're to the point where you don't need additional money, you don't need to grow your money and your biggest fear is losing your money, that's, that's probably why you would have it in savings. But for younger people, we have to take some of that risk We or we should take some of that risk because in the long run we are going to probably generate higher returns and be better off by investing. Now, the problem we have is every time the stock market goes down, 
you know, the airwaves are just packed with all the advisors that come on and say, look, you know, times just write it out. You know, it always come back. And well, that's that's easier to swallow if you're younger and you're still working and you're still contributing to your 401k. But if you're retired and you're pulling money out of your retirement account and you're not putting it back in, it becomes very difficult. So this is some of that noise out there. But again, we're kind of going back to talking about the difference between savings and investing. And so that's why as we age, our priorities change a little bit. We're not so much worried about doubling our money in the next 20 years. We're worried about running out of money in the next 20 years when we're in retirement. So a key part, though, to building wealth over the long run is being able to invest. For those people that are just simply using passbook savings, they have a much harder time ever getting to financial freedom. But at the same sense, anybody that just puts all their money investment, well, really you're rolling the dice because you very well could end up in a situation where you have to sell your assets, whether it's real estate or whether it's stocks. Those are the two most common investments we talk about. But if you have to sell those in a downtime, you're compounding it. So that's what Warren Buffett and these people will always say is that the cash that's sitting there earning a quarter percent interest or a half a percent interest like it has, he goes, you're looking at it the wrong way. What that cash is really earning is it's saving you from having to sell, you know, it could be a 20 or 30% return because it's saving you from having to sell that stock when it's down and being able to wait till it comes back up and get your profits and realize those profits that you are seeking when you invest. Now, let's go to that third leg of the stool, insurance. That's what we do, long-term care insurance. That's our specialty. But insurance in general is about mitigating loss. Usually we're worried about a substantial loss, like our house burning down, dying young, having a car stolen, ending up in an expensive or an extended healthcare type of situation. But here's what people need to understand. Insurance is not an investment by design. Insurance is about a guarantee. It's a guaranteed outcome. And so I get people all the time when we're talking about these asset-based plans and stick around because at the bottom of the hour, I've got a nice asset-based plan we're setting up for a retired couple. But it's not an investment. It's not a replacement for an investment. Insurance is about a guaranteed outcome. The whole idea of insurance is to remove risk. And, f- and that's, the, you know, that's that factor that comes with, with investing is risk. But we're going to remove that and replace the maybe with the guarantee. That's the whole idea of it. Now, there are some areas where insurance may seem like an investment, like permanent life insurance, annuities asset-based long-term care, because you can say, well, I can put this money in and maybe I'll get a little bit more money back. But again, that's not an investment in the sense that you're taking risk. We're doing it for the guarantee. And in theory, when I see these people all the time, they say, well, if I just leave my money in the stock market over 30 years, I'll probably be better off. Well, maybe if you're guaranteeing yourself, you can leave that money for 30 years and you don't need long-term care or you don't die, then yeah, absolutely. That cash could outperform the total value of and insurance. But again, insurance is not investment. Insurance is there so that if you do have the stroke early or you do get in the car wreck or your house does burn down, that you don't have to go in there and sell your investments when the market is down because now you need the money. So these are some of the aspects I think people really need to understand. I think it's it's so important to understand, although savings, investing, and insurance are all different, they all work together to provide financial stability and growth regardless of the conditions. And so when we were doing our show last week and I was explaining some of these asset base, and we have these savings-based plans and a grow in value with interest over time, and then we have the life insurance-based long-term care plans that will give you a set value right out of the gate. So they'll say, you give me X amount of money, and I'm going to give you X amount if you don't use it or you die starting day one. Well, again, they may have some... They may have some similarities to an investment or to savings because you're saying, well, I'm putting this money in. I'm guaranteed to get more money back. But again, it's a guarantee. You're not taking risk. And the reason why we need insurance on that third leg of that stool is because it's hard to predict you know, it, it, the timeliness of the market, let's just face it, we, nobody knows. It's like right now, do, do you need to pull all your money out and wait? Is it going to go down even further or is it going to turn around and go back up? Nobody knows that. So we all think we do. We try to look at patterns and seek those. Insurance removes all that. Insurance makes sure that you have a defined bucket of money to you know, cover that catastrophic risk, whatever that is, and to make, mitigate those expenses. I've got to squeeze in a quick break here from the news, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to introduce you to James and Sharon, our client of the week. and I'm going to show you how we use some retirement accounts and move them into an asset-based long-term care plan and why we did it. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. 
providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. So if you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, we come up uh, with a new show every week, and um, it airs on several stations uh, throughout Washington and Colorado right now, and we're looking to uh, expand into other markets when we find the right opportunity. And then we have our podcast always, and you can always get that podcast if you miss part of this, uh, listen to it live on the radio and you want to hear the whole thing. Um, you can always just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com, get the podcast. You can also sign up for our upcoming webinar classes, which is where we just, you know, we ask everybody to start there because I'm a firm believer. Let's start with the education. Let's all get on the same page so we understand kind of what the options are, the different programs that are available, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what the government programs pay for. And then when it comes time to start looking in to see if something makes sense for you, we'll be able to get past the basic 101 stuff and start talking about you know features and designing and seeing if we can build a custom plan that works for your situation. And that's really what we do every week at the bottom of the hour on our client of the week. That's just, again, and this one today, I'm just going to tell you right now, just put your seatbelt on if you're driving or, or sit down because there's a lot going on in this one. There's a lot of numbers. But it's one of our most popular plans by far because there's a lot of advantages and there's a lot of guarantees that we can't get through other means. And so this is what we're talking about today, savings investing insurance. Well, here we are. We're, we're, we're in a retirement couple, James, who is 70 years old, Sharon, who is 62. James is actually 71, by the way. He just we, we saved the date. We took this policy out for him when he was 70, but he's now 71. Sharon, 62. Both are retired. They have four children. They have nine grandchildren. Um, They were just basically planning on self-insuring until they learned about some of these new asset-based plans and started doing some research on there. And they had an experience with a family friend that kind of made them take a second look at it. But here's what their concerns were. You know, James just said, bottom line is, you know, kind of a frugal guy. He's very successful. Financially, they're set. But he says, you know, I I don't want to pay more than I have to for, for care. So if I can mitigate some of that cost and reduce that cost, that makes sense to me. He also wanted to alleviate any burden being passed on to his kids. You know, I don't want them to have to try to figure all this out on their own if something happens to us. They have a family friend who just had a stroke, and they found out that, you know, their their family friend had long-term care insurance, and they're seeing it in action right now. And he said, you know, it made a real difference. He goes, just not financially, but, you know, just for the family members themselves to have these people helping them out. And I'm telling you what, it's just like I say, when your house burns down, you know, most of the insurance companies don't drive by and throw a sack of money on your porch. I mean, they show up with people that know what to do and how to get permits and how to get it rebuilt and how to allow you to go on with your lives. And that's what a lot of these long-term care insurance plans do when you have the right company and you have that claim support and you got that care coordination and you got those case managers that get involved at the beginning. That takes some of the pressure off of your family members. And so they were seeing this. James was also worried about passing away before Sharon. You know, he said, gosh, you know, I'm 70 years old, 71 now. He's six, uh, she's 62. So he's like, you know, I got eight plus years on her. And statistically, he will die before her. And he said, you know, but I, what, what if I end up having a stroke and end up in long-term care for 10 years? Or I die and she's on her own. I just want to make sure that we have something there for her. So that was something that he wanted. And he just didn't want his wife, his bride, to be burdened by taking care of him, you know, because it was his his buddy that had the stroke and he's watching the family. He's like, thank goodness they have long-term care insurance and they can bring some people in. He goes, otherwise, everybody would be circling the wagons trying to figure this out. So that's really their concerns. And um, I'll just tell you right now, it's not about running out of money. You you notice I skipped that. They didn't come in saying, yeah, we're worried about burning through our estate and running out of money. So many people think that's why you get long-term care insurance. It's like, no, that's not really the case. So here's what we found out about them when we started talking with them. Uh, They were both in good shape for their age. So we had a lot of options. Um, We had a lot of carriers to choose from. James was under the impression that he would self-insure. He always was. And they had the funds to cover it. He just said, yeah, we have the funds to cover this. So I just figured we'd self-insure. And he was right. Statistically, the guy is not going to run out of money. They they can end up in long-term care for a long time. They're going to be fine financially. 
they owned multiple pieces of property, residential land and commercial, and it was really kind of a business for them. They had formed an LLC, and it generated income for them that they were living off of. And they had significant savings and investments. And, you know, they were, again, they were just set financially. So, again, this is not about I have to have long-term care insurance money. This was the value proposition for James about getting some of the other ancillary benefits, the tax savings, the guaranteed leverage, the care coordination, all those things that come with having a plan. So, you know, when you think about this, a lot of people will sit there, and I had a lady the other day, I was like, well, why won't you just sell your house if you have that much money and just pay for your care? I was like, well, you can. I mean, you can always do that. Like I say, you don't have to have long-term care insurance. If you have your house paid for, you don't have to have homeowner's insurance. You just have to be willing to deal with the consequences, and you have to look at, for for James and Sharon, they're saying, well, we see value in having long-term care. It's a dedicated source of money for them. They get to leverage their money, which that just simply means, you know, my dollar now turns into $3 or my dollar today turns into $5 tax-free. That's that leverage. The tax savings is because that money comes back to you tax-free. You're not selling off an asset and paying capital gains or you're not liquidating a retirement account and paying income tax on that money. So that's the tax savings. You get that, you know, again, I call it the travel guy, that claims professional. So somebody that's been there knows how to go. You know, we just had a client diagnosed with ALS. I'm going to keep saying this because when we called the insurance company, they found us a claims concierge person, and they came back on. We said what was going on here. They called us back. They got us hooked up with somebody that's brother had ALS, and they said, these are the things you need to be prepared for. These are the things we need to look for. This is what we want to start asking the caregivers, and I mean, it was just so refreshing to have that. It's worth its weight in gold. And Honestly, what James and Sharon saw with long-term care insurance was, just simply put, is a better way to transfer their wealth. You know, he's like, that's it. I don't want to flush a bunch of money down on care and and paying taxes if I don't have to. So what did we do for him? Let's start with the funding. One of the problems that, that James and Sharon had was that the significant amount of their liquid assets were tied up in retirement accounts. So money that has not been taxed. James is now 71. Again, we saved his age, so that's why he was 70 when we took out the plan, but he just turned 71. Well, guess what? At 72, he's got to start taking required minimum distributions now. So when you have an IRA, you have a 401k at work, and then you retire, and you can leave it at work in the 401k, or you can move it over to your IRA. It doesn't matter. But the rules are the same. When you're 72, unless you're still working for a company with a 401k, when you have your IRA money, you have to start taking distributions. And those distributions are based on a percentage of your balance and your age. So the bottom line is, James is looking at having to take money out of this retirement account. They don't need the money. They're living fine without the money right now. He's got a social security. They have income coming in from their their, uh, real estate. And he said, I'm fine living off all this, but we have to start pulling this money out. So we looked at different ways to fund the policy. And one of the things I said, well, you're a business owner. We can get some tax deductions on some premiums if we spread it out over time. But there's a more advantageous way to fund this plan for you. And that was simply taking a lump sum of money out of his retirement account and depositing that money with the insurance company. So what we can do here is we can take that money out. Now, now think about this on retirement accounts. If you've got a million dollars with Schwab and you take and you say, I want to put $500,000 with Fidelity. So you would take $500,000 out of your Schwab retirement account and you'd move over to Fidelity. That's not a taxable event. What we're doing is we're simply rolling money, retirement money into another retirement account with a different custodian. So you could have multiple custodians, right? You could have one at Merrill Lynch, one at Fidelity, one at Schwab. When you go to retire and you have a million dollars between two accounts or three accounts in your IRA, all they care is you got a million dollars, you got to take out $36,000 of required minimum distributions this year. Well, it all could come out of Fidelity or it all could come out of Schwab. So they allow us to aggregate those two accounts together and just pull the money out of one account. You can do that with IRAs. Now, you cannot do that with 401ks and IRAs. So for those people, like we have a lot of clients out in Washington State that are Boeing people. If their money is still with Boeing and then they have IRAs, they're going to look at those as two separate buckets of money, the IRS, and they're going to say, you got to take RMDs out of each one of those buckets. But when all your money is in IRAs, you could have it in multiple different uh, custodials, so Schwab, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, J.P. Morgan, whatever it is, you just have to pull out the RMDs out of at least one of those to cover all of them. And so that's what they call aggregating. 
So we can do that by setting up an insurance plan. We can roll money out of a retirement account into the insurance company. And what that insurance company simply is doing is they're going to take some money from James out of his retirement account. We're going to roll it into an IRA in the background. So now he has an IRA with the insurance company. He has an IRA with his, let's just say it's Schwab. That's where he has his money. So it's a Schwab, and now he has one with the insurance company. Now, those of you that are listening right now, it's like this is where we're in the blender and we're spending fast, and I get that, okay? So just just bear with me. Why in the world are we talking about IRAs and moving money out of his IRA? We're talking about long-term care insurance. Where does that come into play? Well, the reason why this is set up this way is because if we go down to just take a lump sum out of an IRA and we buy a boat, we buy a car, we buy a house, we go buy life insurance, it doesn't matter what we spend the money on, we have to claim that money as income this year and pay tax on it. Under these long-term care asset-based plans, our best-selling program by far, and we do more of this than anybody in the country, what we're doing is we're rolling a lump sum out of a retirement account to the insurance company, but they're going to set up a 10-pay plan on their books. And I say on their books because as far as you know, you rolled some money to the insurance company and you walked away, you've got long-term care insurance. What they're going to do is they're going to pull this money out of the IRA in the background and put it into the long-term care insurance plan, technically on the books, over 10 years. As far as you know, you have all the coverage day one. It doesn't matter. It's simply an accounting thing that we are doing that the insurance company is doing so that we can spread the taxes out over 10 years instead of claiming all that money this year as income. The other wonderful thing it does is remember about the RMDs, when they pull that money out, remember it's an IRA with the insurance company, so when they pull that money out to move it over to the insurance company, technically that's a distribution that counts towards your required minimum distributions. So I know I need to take a break and come up for air, but we're not going to do that quite yet, so hang in there. So here's what we did for... James and Sharon, we're looking at their account. We're looking at this money. And he's saying, well, how much money can I put in and this and that? And we're trying to settle a number. I said, why don't we just figure out a number that you feel comfortable moving over? And then we will work backwards and design an insurance plan based on that number. So James came up and said, I will move $400,000 out of my IRA into the IRA with the insurance company to set up the long-term care plan. I said, okay. So that's what we did. So we're going to move that $400,000 over. Now, he's going to get a required he's, – he's going to take required minimum distributions next year, but he's going to get a 1099-R starting next year for $48,000 from the insurance company. He'll get that for 10 years. Now, you're saying, wait a second. He only moved $400,000 over, but he's got to claim $48,000 as income for 10 years. Why? Well, because he's not just – that isn't dead money anymore. He's getting interest on that money. So in other words, that $400,000 – is really buying $480,000 of insurance because he is able to earn interest on that IRA money with the insurance company. So they guarantee, you give me four hundred, dollars we guarantee that four hundred dollars will make 10 payments of $48,000. It will buy $480,000 of insurance. So that's what he does. So he'll get a 1099 for $48,000. That won't change. That'll be the same. Now, what do they get for that? Well, the first thing they get is they get a lifetime long-term care benefit. So they each get $9,840 per month. So, you know, we could have rounded this up. We could have put like 415000 in it and made it 10000 a month, but that, that wasn't the point for them. So they're going to get $9,840 a month of long-term care benefit tax-free for an unlimited amount of time, but that's per person. So if James and Sharon are both on claim at the same time, they get to pull out 19000 $680 out of this plan for an unlimited amount of time. That could be 20 years. So that's the leverage. That's the guarantee. That's turning that maybe that maybe this money will grow into value or maybe we're not sure what we need. Guess what? Now we have a guarantee. This is what we're going to get. The plan is guaranteed to pay them $492,000 back tax-free even if they don't need long-term care. Now, this is where these asset-based plans work. Remember, linked benefit. So when they rolled that $400,000 into the plan, it gives them a $492,000 death benefit day one. So that means they go on, they get hit by the bus. They get more money back tax-free right, right away. And actually, we're going to get into this in a second. They'll even get more money the first eight years. But you know, assuming 10, 15 years down the road, they don't use up $492,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. If they use less than $492,000, the difference is paid back. So if they use $192,000, of long-term care insurance, well, $300,000 is still paid back tax-free. So they're guaranteed to get more money back out of this plan than they put into the plan. That's the way these asset-based plans work. 
They have the concierge claim support for life for as long as they need it. They have caregiver training. They have home improvement. They have coverage in all 50 states and Canada. They have some international cav- coverage at a reduced rate, so it's a very robust plan. But here is the big takeaway. What James is doing is he's looking at saying, I've got to pull money out of my, my retirement account regardless. And so this is going to count towards his required minimum distributions. And by the way, he's got to pull out about $60,000 a year out of his required minimum distributions. So this $48,000 means that he'll only have to pull out 12000 out of the rest of his IRA money that first year. And then every year he'll just adjust that accordingly. But really what he's simply doing is moving money that is always taxable retirement account money over into another pocket that's going to come back to his estate or to him tax-free. And remember that when you pass away and you leave IRA money to your kids, they've got to pull that out in 10 years now and they got to pay income tax on it. They used to be able to spread it out over their lifetime. So when you see somebody with a large IRA account like James and Sharon, they're looking at saying, we don't even need this money. We're going to just simply pull out what we have to, the minimum amount we're going to pay tax on it. And I said, what are you going to do with the money? Are you going to put it back into the market? And he said, no. I'm not going to put it back into the market. I'm probably not going to buy real estate. He goes, I'll probably just put it in cash savings. He goes, I'll probably just hang on to it, but I'll pay tax on it. So in a sense, what we're doing now is we're repositioning this into an insurance plan that that 400 is guaranteed to pay him back 492. Now, what I told you is when they move that money on the on, on the on the books with the insurance company, they're taking that $400,000 out of his IRA today, but he doesn't have to claim that as income this year. He's going to break that out over 10 years. So if they die, let's say something catastrophic happens, they get hit by the bus and they're both gone. Well, remember, they have a $492,000 tax-free death benefit. But at the end of year one, it's actually 847000 At the end of year two, it's actually 802000 Year three, 757000 And why is that? Because they have an IRA in the background. They have a long-term care insurance program with the insurance company, too, that has that death benefit. So they get both components of the linked benefit. So if they die, technically they're going to get the life insurance and they're going to get whatever money was left in that IRA. And the same thing if one of them goes on claim, that $48,000 that they pull out to pay the insurance company would come back to them. They would still be getting their $9,000 plus a month of long-term care benefit and they'd get that check for $48,000 every year. And it wouldn't change their tax structure at all. They're not pulling out any more money. That money's coming out of the IRA regardless. So I know it's a lot to take in, folks, but it's, again, what I want you to understand is the complexity of these long-term care plans. When you look at them and you understand how they work, it changes a need product to a want product because really what you're getting here is you're taking money that you've got to pull out anyway, you're repositioning it with the insurance company, you're getting guaranteed leverage, you're getting tax savings, and oh, by the way, you're going to get an extra 24% of your money back regardless. I mean, they got a 24% return. Now, is that good if they live another 30 years? Maybe not. But compared to savings or cash, you know, it's pretty good. So it's just a really wonderful program, and it gives them that peace of mind that they were looking for. It gives them the tax efficiency that they were looking for. It's just a great, great program. So this time for real, going to come up for air, take our final break. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. I've told you about how my wife and I first started working with Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Many years ago, a retirement planner said that we were in pretty good shape, except we did not have long-term care coverage. I didn't really even know much about it at the time, but we started doing some research, and we found out the best person in our region, Brian Ott, 525 Advisors. He's also the best in the country, and it's not just me saying that. For the fifth year in a row, Brian has received the award as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. And Brian says he couldn't do it without my listeners because you get it, and you know how to take care of your family. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and the government is not going to do it for you. That's why my wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. If we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. Get the peace of mind knowing your family's protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. 
525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And boy, if you stuck with me through that client of the week, I you know, I apologize. I always get so wound up on these. Um, you know, when I went to school, I went to Colorado State University initially and uh, spent the first two years there in construction management. And I'm kind of a builder at heart. You know, I've, uh, and I'm in the process of building an outbuilding right now for cars. I built a what we call a garden shed a few years ago, or I guess it's about 15 years ago at this point now. And I'm always, I just like designing things out and, and, and figuring out what we need and putting them together. And that's kind of the way we look at these long term care cases. You know, when we're looking at an individual, really a lot of people will, you know, call up and, and and they're just thinking, well, how much is the premium? And, and well, okay, you know, but they don't understand anything else. And so we've tried to really avoid that by teaching our classes and having the podcast and the radio show and really getting people to understand that, you know, let's put a little time into this and let's figure out and you can custom design a plan that is really great for your situation. Now, our client of the week this week, you just saw, you know, they started out and they came to one of the webinars and we have two webinars coming up in October. It's going to be on the 15th and the 20th. So again, you can get that on our website at 525longtermcare.com. It's just a great way to see some examples, find out about these asset-based plans that pay you back, find out about traditional plans, find out what the government plans pay you. Those are all the kind of things that we do. But when you will be surprised, if we look at, I was, I was at, a, at a, one of the insurance carriers, a national meeting a little while ago, and they were talking to us. And I said, statistically, if you go through our book of business, all of our clients, the vast majority of our clients could self-insure. And that's what I need people to understand. The, the insurance has always been marketed, long-term care, I should say, has been marketed as a need-based product saying, you know, you need to get this, you need the coverage, you know, and they're aiming it at the middle class. And I'll tell you, because of tax laws and tax changes in the Pension Protection Act, it's really a leverage and a tax saving and a design plan for people that have the ability to self-insure. These asset-based plans, simply put, are a better way to self-insure. Going back to the, the first segment, we were talking about, you know, savings, investment, and insurance. Do you need any of them? Do you need insurance? No. Do you need investments? No. Do you need savings? No. You don't really need any of those, right? You need food, shelter, water, but clothing, but you don't need savings, investment, or insurance. It's just that you have to be prepared to live with the consequences if you don't have that. You know, you go out and wreck your car and you don't have insurance, you got to be prepared to pay for that. If you you don't have any investments and you go to retire, well, you got to be prepared to just live off your Social Security if you don't have savings or investments. So again, we just really have to look at those things. And I think what we try to do with long-term care radio and these client of the weeks is to just really get you to think outside the box, look at it a little bit differently. Most people in James, it was funny when we were talking, we became actually pretty good friends over this. And he said, you know, I never really even considered insurance. As soon as somebody started talking about life insurance or long-term care, he goes, I pretty much just tuned him out. You know, my house is paid for, I've got assets, I've got real estate, I've got income, why do I need insurance? It's just an expense. I don't need to pay, it's just somebody trying to sell me something. That's what he said. He fully admitted that he thought of, he just shut that off. 
So the idea of us bringing this client of the week and these, these radio programs to use the listener is to, to just listen to it. We're not selling you something. You're going to say, I'm not called today for an application. That's not what we do. We're trying to educate you because I will tell you what, I hope that none of my clients need their long-term care. Sad truth is many of our clients already have and many more will need long-term care. With James and Sharon, there's a 92% chance that they will use long-term care insurance, at least one of them. So just by repositioning some assets that they already have, what we did is we put all these features and benefits on their assets. But the greatest thing about these programs and the light bulb's got to go off is that if you don't use them, not only are you getting your money back, you're getting more money back than you put into the plan, and that money's coming back to you tax-free. So there's just some wonderful things out there that they've done lately, and the Pension Protection Act had a huge, huge part of these asset-based plans. Now we have company multiple companies that have developed some of these new programs out there that are very popular and they make a lot of sense because what they're really doing for the insurance company they're mitigating some of that upfront risk on the first year or two because you just gave them a lump sum of money and they're putting that money to work but for you it's protecting your entire estate and your family from really a truly catastrophic event you know i always watch these things what happens people are always shocked you know, it's always the, you know, I, my favorite is on the news. is like someone's like they're interviewing somebody because they found somebody that had like six bodies in their basement. And they're like, well, I, I would have never guessed that. He would seem like such a nice guy. Or somebody's house burns down. And they're like, well, we didn't see that coming. And that's just life. That's us. And, you know, we tend to put different lenses on and think things are always going to work out. But what insurance does for us now is it guarantees us an outcome in case it doesn't work out. So you burn another hour with us this week. We appreciate the interest. Um, I'll be back next week with another new show. Have a great week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.